This is Alex Haddix from the Practical Defense Podcast. You're listening to Karate Cafe, the show that's been on so long. The first episode was broadcast via telegraph. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial art conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com for all your martial art equipment needs. And now, here are your hosts, Dan and Paul. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul with another episode of Karate Cafe. Guess what? I'm flying solo again. Dan has uh, acquired the Ebola or something. I don't know what it is. I think maybe he's jumped ship and he's gone to another podcast. But since there's not a really another martial arts podcast on Wednesday nights... I'm thinking he's probably just sick. Anyway, uh, we have a great interview with you tonight. We have an interview with uh, the author, uh, A.J. Scuderi, and her sister-slash-manager-slash-minister-of-discipline, Eli Jackson. Uh, They wrote a book uh, about a year, year and a half ago called Vengeance, and we were trying to get him on, but we didn't due to various and sundry scheduling difficulties, i.e. we screwed it all up. Anyway, I come reached out and contacted again. They have another book coming out in mere, well, actually, by the time you're listening to this, it's already came out on the first, called God's Eye. Uh, their original book, Vengeance, was a martial arts tale of, you got it, vengeance. It's got ninjas, it's got uh, martial arts in general, it's got mafia, and uh, big gripping read, and uh, also some really interesting uh, multimedia that was behind it. And so we we were going to get them on originally, couldn't get them on, we messed up. So we're going to have them on in a minute. But first, just a quick note, we have had a ton of downloads in the last couple of shows, and I really appreciate it. You know, we've been trying to, to keep the pace up, keep the, the regular content flowing, and, uh, you know, we've had to have a couple of regular, uh, irregular live shows that we don't normally have. We haven't had those in a while, cause, and no one noticed, obviously. Uh, but uh, we've put those up because we want to keep the pace up and want to keep the content coming out for you guys. What we really like you to do uh, is for you guys to let us know what's going on. The boards have been kind of quiet. That's right, quite as church mice, quite as ninja. And we don't really like that. We like a lot of activity on the board. I know we've got tons of other social media. Uh, matter of fact, just today, uh, as I record this on, on Wednesday, uh, we had somebody who said that uh, going to the forums was kind of a pain in the ass. It's much easier to do everything on Facebook. We are on Facebook. Uh, search for us at Karate Cafe, and, and you'll find our page. Uh, we are also on the Google+. Plus. Um, Join our circle uh, if you want to. But as as you must know, uh, everyone who's listened to the show for a while, we always say that this is where the conversations begin, and we want your input. So if you want to get back on the forum, and then ironically about two hours after the person said that it was a pain in the ass, uh, I had two people that, that joined the forum. You know, go figure. Uh, but uh, but that's where the conversations we want you guys to, to point out. Uh it's easier to get onto us. It's uh, a little bit easier. It's it's easy to control on Facebook too, and a lot of people are on there. And and there's the mobile app, and and for people on the go, such as myself. Um, but we do have a mobile site for uh, Karate Cafe. If you just go to m.karatecafe.com, you can get most of the functions. Can't get to the form, but if you've got a decent, uh, well, if you got an iPhone or any modern um, any modern smartphone, you can go to karatecafe.com and get to the forum page and, and view the forums pretty much the way they're supposed to be formatted. Uh, if anyone's got a better solution for a, a mobile version, let me know, because I looked and I couldn't find it. Uh, that being said, uh, tons of downloads, kind of quiet on the forum. Join us on the forum, share your, your information. That's, you know, it's not just me and Dan uh, yakking. It's also a chance for, for you guys to talk. Uh, emails, the feedback, we love it. Uh, e- feedback, we've, we've gotten some feedback on Facebook, and that's great, but we want everybody to be able to see it, and that's all the, the hundreds of people we have registered uh, on the uh, on the forums and the thousands of spam people that are registered because, you know, they get them. Um, we actually had somebody who commented that they hadn't been activated yet, and that's because you probably got lost in the spam. So uh, if you know uh, who you are, and you've applied for uh, permission to get on the boards, you know, let me know, because you may have been deleted. So give me your email and your uh, username. Again, pick something, you know, a good username. Don't pick up anything. Let's see Alice or Viagra Seller. Uh, you're pretty much going to get blown away at that. And, and all you people in Latvia, quit joining. And if you are in Latvia and you're a martial artist, 
again with with the name because there's a lot of people from Latvia coming. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but speaking of people from uh, overseas who are digging us, uh, we've gotten lots of new listeners, lots of new international listeners. Uh, our, our stable people over in uh, the UK. Uh, good on you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate uh, you listening. We've got a ton of people from Germany that have been listening, uh, a few from France, uh, and we have one, and you know who I'm talking to because you're the only one, one person from Trinidad, Tobago, Tobago, uh, who uh, are, are listening to us, and, and that's pretty cool. I actually met, and it may be uh, uh, Cuthbert, who's a, a guy in our federation, who I just met at our camp this this summer, and uh, he and his family—they're martial arts there, obviously. And uh, so, if it's if it's you, Kathy, hey, thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate it. Uh, New Zealand, Singapore—I love Singapore. Spent some time there when I was in the Navy. Enjoyed the the stink out of it. Didn't get to study martial arts because I was busy doing things young men do when they're in the Navy there. Love the country. Uh, and we've got uh, at least 19 people who are listening to us there. So I uh, really appreciate that. 19 people this week. There, there may have been more people. Switzerland, of course, coming back up. Sweden, Denmark, uh, Finland. Keep it coming, guys. We really appreciate that. Let me get back and tell you just a little bit about our, our interview subject today. A.J. Scuderi is the uh, author of Vengeance. Uh, book came out uh, a while back. Good book. Interesting mul- multimedia approach to it. Uh, Lots of martial arts action all throughout. Uh, AJ's uh, sister, Eli Jackson, is a martial artist, been a martial artist since she was six, uh, has a black belt in Ishindu, is now studying MMA, and she uh, collaborated with her sister on, A, getting the book out because she's the manager. Whack! And she also helped her out with the martial arts scenes as well as uh, AJ doing her own research, going to gun ranges, and she actually took up martial arts, got her orange belt uh, under... Uh, uh, Ernie Reyes at the Ernie Reyes Martial Arts School there in Tennessee, where where they're living. Uh, she's trained with uh, our good friend uh, Billy Blanks doing uh, doing the Taibo, uh, and actually was in some of his videos too. So uh, both have a martial art background and sat down and, and wrote this novel, Vengeance. And we're going to talk to her right after this. Hey everybody, just want to take a second to remind you of the seminars that have been scheduled for the next couple of months. My good friend Tim Amoye Sensei in Everett, Washington is having his uh, annual Kabuto seminar the 14th through the 16th of October of the Year of Our Lord or anyone else's 2011 uh, there in Everett, Washington at the Evergreen Karate and Kabuto Club. Uh, they're going to be going over uh, weapons basics, uh, bow kata, bow drills, and uh, they should have a special guest star of John Shipes Hanchi, the, the regional director f- for our federation uh, under Fusekise Hanchi and uh, Isao Kisei Hanchi. Uh, they're becoming all manner of, of weapons and tactics. He's a great instructor, a good friend, and if you can, if you're not in Washington, hop on over there. If you are in Washington and want to reach out and touch him, just go to ekkc-nw.com. There's his website, and uh, you can get the information there. Or you can email us here at Karate Cafe, and we will uh, pass the information on, or uh, just hook you up with the flyer. Either one. The following month, the Okinawan Karate Club here in Dallas uh, is hosting Bill Hayes, uh, he is a longtime direct student of Grandmaster Izio Shimbukuro of uh, Shonru fame, and uh, he'll be doing a, a seminar there covering uh, Shonru Karate, life protection mindsets, warrior wellness, and their application from within the kata. If you want to get in touch with that, it's November 5th, by the way, from 9 in the morning until 5 p.m. in the afternoon, one day only, November 5th. Uh, you can uh, reach out to okcdallas.com, and uh, that. Dojo, of course, is run by our good friend uh, Eileen Smoger, who we had on the show. Uh, a lovely lady, uh, a fantastic martial artist, great dojo. I've been there, I've trained there, and I really like them a lot. So if you get the chance, reach out and uh, go to that one. But the big one, the one that I have the closest to my heart, even though I haven't actually paid my uh, fee for it yet, is the uh, annual Athens Karate School Winter Tuate Camp in Athens, Texas, run by John Shipes. Hanchi, there in Athens, Texas, at the Athens Karate School. He will be bringing in Isalkise Hanchi, Kaicho of our federation, uh, Matsumura Seto slash Kenshin Khan. Uh, they will be doing all manner of Tute stuff. I've been here, been there pretty much every year. I've skipped a couple of years. It's all weekend. It's December 9th through the 11th. Uh, 
great time. Uh, there are some open slots for people who are not in our federation. Uh, there's a few people, actually Eileen and some of her group from the Okinawan Karate Club are supposed to go. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun-filled weekend. There's going to be a cookout, and there's going to be a lot of information that will come in. Uh, Kaicho is, is a fantastic martial artist. Uh, he's the son of uh, Fuse Kise Hanchi, our grandmaster, and uh, a fantastic instructor. Very knowledgeable, very slick. Very few people on the planet I've ever seen do, do uh, karate better than him. And no, I'm not just bucking up for uh, promotion. So if you get a chance, for the love of gosh, go uh, reach out to them. You can uh, email us at uh, karatecafe at gmail.com or you can just go to uh, AthensKarateSchool.com and, uh, and find out everything you need to know. Hey everybody, we are back here with our, our interviewees, uh, AJ Scuderi and uh, her sister slash manager slash minister of discipline slash martial arts resource, uh, Eli Jackson. Uh, thanks for being on the show, everybody. Great. Thank you for having us. Uh, we are here because I <laughs> actually contacted them uh, probably like, what, a year, year and a half ago uh, about this book that uh, uh, AJ wrote called uh, Vengeance. Uh, it was it had a lot of martial arts in it, and it was really interesting, and had a, other very attractive themes for me personally. Uh, so uh, I invited him on the show, and then we had our crazy hiatus and, and all that madness that all our listeners know about. So I contacted again, and they graciously forgave me and decided to come on the the show. So I really appreciate it. We're glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you, hey, uh, AJ. Why don't you just give us a brief overview of uh, of just basically the plot of Vengeance? The story of Vengeance is about a young girl whose family is taken out by the mafia. Her parents are executed in front of her when she's 11. And so, winding up in the foster care system, obviously full of some anger and perhaps some issues, she decides she's out to get revenge on the mafia guys who took out her family. Being a kid in the foster system, she uses the resources she has. She doesn't have money, she can't have guns, and so she goes into martial arts. And once she becomes of age and is her own person and has access to the inheritance that she got from her parents, she goes off in search of the, the mafia hitmen. The thing about mafia hitmen, though, is they tend to take out lots of people's families. So she runs into somebody else who's getting revenge on the same mafia hitmen. Hmm. They keep getting in each other's way. As, as they are wont to do on the Trail of Vengeance. Exactly. Right. And so... Uh, the um, so, the, but the theme with the martial arts is I mean, uh, she had no other avenue for you know to, to achieve this, and so she kind of channeled into this. And uh, they basically they started calling her uh, a, a type of ninja, correct? They call her the Grudge Ninja. They uh, when they find the bodies she leaves behind, it's pretty clear that somebody went after the person with size and commas, and so they nickname the killer the Grudge Ninja. That, that's what they used to call me in school too, but I won't hold that against you. <laughs> um, and you know, and uh, looking on, on the uh, the biographies uh, for for you guys, I, I noticed Eli said started training martial arts at age six. So, uh, uh, Eli, were you a little bit of a, you know, a model for the for the character? I have to say, I I think I was um, a little bit of an inspiration, but not no. This is not a biography in any means. Eli's far too personable. <laughs> it'd be the it'd be the uh, anti grudge ninja. Um, so when you, when you approach the story, did the martial arts were they kind of a, a component of it as you as you went along, or is it something that you just kind of found inserting itself in the in the narrative more and more? It was it was the base of the story was that these two different characters are coming at their revenge from very different ways, but. You know, the martial arts made sense. They're an integral part of this character and who she is. She has all the time in the world, and she has a singular focus. And so she really hones herself into this lethal weapon. Now, the other guy, Lee, who is the other victim that she runs into, he's, he's a gunman. So I went out and did research with guns as well. So you went, you went both ways. Because you, you actually took up uh, martial arts... Uh, as part of the research, and you also you know, like went to the gun range and, and went with firearms instructors and whatnot. Absolutely, you know I I love a good shoot 'em up 
kick him in the face movie as much as anybody else, but I I didn't like that so much of what you see isn't realistic. And so I wanted these characters to do things that are beyond the realm of what the normal person would do, but certainly within the realm of what you could do. Okay. And uh, Eli, you uh, actually you have your, your black belt, actually your, your third degree in uh, Ishindu, and you're also studying MMA, so were there any times you were kind of looking over AJ's shoulder and going like, uh, no, not so much? All the time. Um, she actually did a lot of research ahead of time. She knew she was writing about an art that was very dear to me and that she had to get it right. So she actually did a very good job of getting her questions answered before she wrote it. But there were a couple times where we went back and said, okay, this this is not quite right here. And, uh, you know, let's make this a little more realistic. Did she ever just, like, actually just attack you and then you'd... <laughs> You know, defend yourself and go like, okay, now that's how you do it. Now write it down, quickly. She did ask some questions. Um, she did like the pressure points. Uh, we, we did some some playing with that. And uh, she, I know that she spent a few late nights trying to break into her own house just to see how it could be done. <laughs> Fortunately, she didn't do that to my house. Oh. And she wasn't like, you know, chucking sigh at you or, you know... Trying to trying to figure out how that was going. Uh, uh, AJ, did you practice with any of the kabuto, any of the weapons uh, as well? I I tried. There's clearly years of training required to make them look like they look in Eli's hands. So I spent more time watching Eli and going, Ah, yes, that's what they're supposed to be like. And between my um, absolute idiocy with them as a complete novice and Eli's stories, there's a great scene where. Lee, who's the gunman, is at Sin's house. Cynthia is the martial artist. And he starts playing with her her tools while she's gone and wonks himself right at that nasty spot at the back of his funny bone and takes himself down and makes himself fat to vomit. Well, Which I think I'm, most of us have done. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I, I can't... I've, I've been playing, playing with him for like 15 years or, or more, and yeah, I still... <clears throat> and um, we've had uh, stories that you know my instructors have like you know gone back to chamber to the side and like run their gi through and almost you know we had a guy <laughs> at a at a camp a couple of years ago he we were doing kama and he cut the crap out of his hand and you know I was like why is he running away what and then you see a trail <laughs> of blood running back to the, the you know so uh, so yeah and he was like a fifth or sixth degree so yeah it still happens yeah it takes a long time to to do it and and so I guess. Probably going into this, you may have had some level of appreciation for the level of training and the, the time it takes, and and uh, and all that. Especially watching Eli all, all those years doing it. So, uh, and you went ahead and got on. You got up to your orange belt, correct? Yes, I did, and uh, I'm proud of that orange belt. I, I bet you. How long did it take you to earn <laughs> that bad boy? A couple months. A couple months of good, so- solid training. Well, now, were you doing this? Was that like after you finished the book and it already gone to press, and you were just had a kind of wanted to keep on going, or was it during the writing of the book? How long did it take you to actually, you know, write all that? It was more after the book. The book really took me about two months to write. Really? Because that's a big book. It's a big book. I had fire lit. Wow! And that one just went. Did and so I mean, did you? And, and so, Eli, did, were you kind of sitting side by side at some points, you know, trying to, A, get her to, because you are her manager as well, trying to trying to push her along, but also, you know, make sure you're kind of writing her over the martial arts points or, you know, uh, yeah, making sure some of the, the, you know, philosophy or just, you know, terminology is correct? Absolutely. I was getting it one chapter at a time as she wrote it so that I could give her feedback like, you know, this is what I think is going to happen next, or I don't know what this is about, or I'm really interested in this character, so that she could make sure that, um, you know, the, the the reader was experiencing what she wanted, um, which was great for her and sucked for me, because <laughs> I never knew when the ending was going to come. There's a point, like, in the second chapter where they take out this huge guy, and I wrote back and said, okay, the book's over now. So like, oh, no, no, I'm just getting started. But, I, you know, I don't know how many chapters are coming. I don't know where I am. And I had to keep emailing her and be like, where's my next chapter? I have to know what happens. You left me on this cliffhanger, and I can't turn the page because you haven't written it. <laughs> so, 
and, and, and therefore you showed her the pressure points to get it, get it going. Exactly. There, there were a lot of colorful emails and, um, ex- I withheld birthday presents. Yeah. Um, until I got a new chapter. I, I, I loved this book. I mean, it, it's one of, it's my favorite book of all time. Um, and, and, and to get it that way where I can't keep going was very difficult. Wow, that's, that's that's great, and it's great to have a, a resource that was right there. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I've read in your bio. You also talked to some, you know, other martial arts instructors. Were there uh, any notable names that that you contacted? How how did you reach out to these instructors to let them know, hey, I'm writing a book, and you know, I need some help with the techniques, and and how was that received? Um, I worked with you know Eli and some of the people that she had worked with, and she got us to the a local school where, you know, the rest of my family attends regularly. And I went in just on the, some of their off time and said, look, you know, I'm a writer. And I pulled out my first book, which is a really helpful thing to do. Uh, I almost got myself hauled off to jail doing the gun research. So the, I had much better much better experience with the martial artists because I knew what I was doing by then. And you go in and you flash your first book and say, hi, I'm a writer. You know, I need help with this. Can you help me out? And so they were really, really good about saying, oh, you could take them down this way, or you know, if you had a sword, you could do this. No. no. Cool. And uh, no training mishaps with <laughs> learning how to use those swords or, or guns. Which which actually was was harder for you to wrap your head around? Was it uh, the, the firearms or the martial arts or one's worse than the other? You know, I don't know. I think I had a little bit harder time in the beginning with the firearms because I knew there were things that I wanted to do with them, and I wasn't sure that, that it was possible. I wasn't sure that it was it was possible to be a very accurate shooter two-handed, as accurate as I needed my character to be. I think I knew more about the martial arts going in because I had watched Eli doing all of her training all along. And so I'm also a physiologist, so the martial arts made a lot of sense, you know, as far as what needed to be done and the fact that it was, again, doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, and, and that's actually you know kind of an interesting point that we brought up before on the show uh, many times, and, and talking with students and, and and whatnot is, you know, a lot of them go in with a, a preconceived notion. Even you know, like in your case of of watching uh, family members train for for a while and watching it and going like, okay, you know, easy peasy lemon squeezy, and then mm-hmm. walking in and getting on the floor and then going, oh, there's actually more to this than than I expected, and it either, it either draws them in or repels them, you know, but uh, I suppose actually for a writer, it's probably even more so, because now you're picturing it in your head, and you're trying to, trying to craft scenes and, and keep things flowing and, you know, decide the fate of characters, and uh, while doing that, you're also kind of, for lack of a, a better term, doing something that you don't really have an actual knowledge of, you know. So uh, I think that's kind of an, an interesting way that for a writer to have to do. Um, a couple of shows ago, we interviewed another author who he had studied Wing Chun, and he'd been out for a while. And when he decided to write the book and put a bunch of martial arts into it, he went back to his instructor, and, and his <laughs> instructor basically told him, said, like, okay, well, you're not just coming back for research. You actually have to come back and train. <laughs> and, and he's like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he wasn't like, you know, I'm coming here and answer some questions. So was there kind of a, a push for you to, you know, no, we're not just going to show you the techniques, you know, grab a gi and get on the floor? There certainly was, and I think a lot from Eli of, no, it goes like this. Why don't you crouch down and I'll show you? <laughs> Be sure to tap out. Oh, did I not tell you to tap out? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the one of the very first things. That we need to tell, uh, and, and actually, I wanted to bring up the point because Elon and I were talking about this uh, earlier in the week. And since you mentioned the local schools, because we actually kind of trained in some of the same ground, because you guys are in in Tennessee, and I lived in Knoxville for a, a, a little while and, and trained at a Ishinru school there, uh, Allen Wheeler School, uh, for a little bit. And uh, Eli, you actually uh, went to tournaments there and, and interacted with them and, and trained there in Knoxville as well. Uh, we grew up in Oak Ridge, which is right outside of Knoxville, and so I was at the Ishinru Fall Classic every year. Um, I loved Mr. Wheeler. He was such a sweet guy. Um, but I trained at the Academy of Martial Arts with Doyle Sieber there in Oak Ridge for many years. And now you're studying in mixed martial arts, correct? Yes, yes. Now I am in Nashville, and we're um, doing mixed martial arts. And you haven't talked uh, AJ into coming and enrolling yet? 
Well, that's where she is enrolled. She actually got her orange belt in MMA. Um, we were here when we were doing the research here in Nashville. So. Oh, that's got to be a lot of fun. And that's uh, Ernie Ray is a school, right? Yes, that's correct. And do you, get to, do you get to train with him, or, or is it one of his uh, an instructor underneath him? Uh, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Tony Thompson created the style, so I've gotten to train with Tony Thompson a couple times. He came out and did our tests for all our black belts. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, we, we get to meet some of the big names. Oh, very cool. And so did you have, uh, you know, we talked about it on the, on the show, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys have, have run into it too, you know, the difference between and mindsets between mixed martial arts and, and the different the levels of training, and especially, you know, if you're dealing with a ninja, you know, grudge-worthy or, or otherwise, uh, MMA people usually don't train in weapons. So uh, was there kind of a, a different, you know, like you have to shift gears mentally to go from uh, an MMA mindset to, you know, quote-unquote traditional mindset? Our, our MMA school actually does do a fair bit of weapons. We, um, we do a lot of stick work, Eskrima, um, but we also have a team that, uh, for the fun of it, does a lot of weapons training just because we think they're exciting. And that luckily tied right into a, a nice book that you had. Uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, and so and, and again, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Vengeance has been out for a while, and, and it is still available. <laughs> you can still get it. Uh, but what I really wanted to point out, uh, again, I, I mentioned the personal reasons before, is because you uh, also sent us. You have an audio movie version of the book, correct? Yes, and the audio movie is so cool. Yeah, and explain exactly what an audio movie is, because a lot of people know audio books, but share with us what an audio, audio movie is. So an audio movie is the next evolution of audiobook. So in a standard audiobook, somebody reads you the book, all of it, if you're lucky, and does or tries to do all the different voices for all the different characters. Stefan Rudnicki, who is in the head of Skyboat Road Productions in Los Angeles, they do all kinds of things. They did the Ender's Game 20th Anniversary Edition. But between conversations with him, me, Eli, this audio movie format came out. It was something he was really anxious to do. But he has a separate actor for every single character. So every time a character speaks, the actor voices the part. And, yeah. And, you, really- and you guys had uh, someone very special to me do one of the voices... Uh, Harlan Ellison, who is you know one of the uh, guys I, I've been reading since since I was a Ute. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if you saw how like the, how much of a fanboy I was when I emailed you back. I was like, you got Harlan Ellison? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we were so excited when we saw that Harlan Ellison had signed on to read a part. That was that was a very very happy day here. Yeah, yeah that, that that's that's pretty cool. I can't believe that. Uh, I, I'd like to get the story behind behind that. <laughs> how, they, how they talked him into that because he is notoriously cantankerous as as anyone he who's is. a Harlan fan uh, got to know and and he's been in his share of fights so <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what drew him to the book maybe that's why he agreed to do it yeah maybe he wants to take the grudge ninja role, title because <laughs> God knows a man can can hold a grudge um, and 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 the, and the packaging for this was pretty cool because it was like a little uh, it was a USB stick you guys sent it out on and it was like a little katana and yeah. A, the publisher Griffin Inc. has really moved forward with the audio movie format. So, you know, there's not just the actors, there's also sound effects, there's a score. It's like watching a movie but with your eyes closed. And they've gone even further than that. You know, they know that people are getting fiction in a bunch of different ways now that they weren't previously. So what with all the digital downloads and everything, USB seemed like the next logical place to go. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, but, the quality of it is so good. You actually got uh, nominated for a couple of awards, and you guys uh, unfortunately did not win. Uh, well, actually, we did win uh, several best audiobooks of 2010. Ah, okay. the the only one we lost was the Audis. Yeah, and yeah. we lost to the girl that kicked the hornet's nest. So yeah, and I'm sure a few people have probably heard of that book. Uh, Maybe an audiobook, and so that's that's okay. no slouch. That's like you know. Being in the, the best pictures and losing to Martin Scorsese, you know, kind of. It kind of is, yeah. But but you've won a, another score of awards, and it was great. You know, when I listened to it, I was seeing you know, it was really well done. I think I, you remember I emailed you, and I was like, "This is different and cool," you know, because I I, I was a journalist uh, for a long time, and I I hate audiobooks. 
(laughs) A lot of people do, and, you know, I think there are some readers out there that are really good, but there are a good handful that, you know, I listened to a bunch before this went to audio, and Eli did too, and we came back after a couple and thought, you know, the characters became caricatures, just so the single person could try to make all the different voices. And it was hard to listen to. So then how did... um did, did you guys get involved in the process of actually picking the the voice actors to, to do the various roles, and did you have to audition some people? Well, Stefan does all of that, and then he comes back to us and asks us what we think. Uh, I'm not in any of the audio movies. I don't think I would pass the audition process. Absolutely not an actor. <laughs> but Eli and I have gone back after each process where he says, you know, this is who I see as each of these parts, and pretty much said no, 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 you can't have this person do this role. This is, we don't like it. Please find someone else. And the story is always the same. Stefan writes back and says, I really want this person to do it. Trust me. And we take a deep breath and say, okay. And they turn out to be our favorite person in the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, well, it's good to have people that you trust, like, you know, uh, Eli to uh, help you out with the martial arts. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's that's it's a wonderful thing when you got people who are all like on the same page, and especially doing uh, cutting edge. I thought the uh, the marketing of it was great, uh, and and again, you guys can uh, out there can can still order it. Uh, you can still get it from you can get it from Amazon. You can get it from uh, from your web link. We'll have a, a link to all those in the show notes. Uh, it's still downloadable. You can pull it on the uh, Kindle version. Uh, the whole shoot and match. But the other exciting news. Uh, is you've got another book coming out, which when you at home or in your car or wherever you're at, are listening <laughs> to this, you'll be, uh, we, we, we got them from all over. Uh, you know, uh, they have a new book coming out and it actually comes out on the first, which will be a couple of days from now from when you're listening to this. And what's that book called? That book is called God's Eye and it's a rather different story. Well, give us a little blurb if you would. So in that story, Catherine is a very malleable sort. Her family has given her a good life, and so she does what she's told. Uh, Two interesting new men enter her her life, and it takes her a while to realize that they're not actually men. One of them's an angel, and one is a demon, and they're warring over her soul. So she has to make the classic choice between good and evil. And clearly, when she makes this choice, it's going to affect the remainder of her life and her immortal soul. The problem is she can't tell which one's which. Oh. And it's usually pretty hard to do that anyway. (laughs) Well, anything that's really good and evil should be pretty well disguised. And the book looks at the idea that a lot of evil is obvious, but a lot of it's insidious, and it is hard to recognize. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and keeping with the... Now, this book doesn't have as much in the way of martial arts, if I remember correctly, right? Not so much. Not so much, but it is a war for good and evil, and you do get that an awful lot. I gotta gotta tie it back to martial arts. Gotta do it. Uh, you know, it and, does and have demons. I'm sorry. It does have demons. It and have, yeah. Well, and exactly, and and we have our our demons on the floor, which it you know it could be. <laughs> I've got to tie it back, ladies. I got to tie it back. The uh, you know it, it, trying to fight a specific kata or you know trying to deal with. You know, Boneheads on the on the dojo floor, uh, you know. You've got and the dynamic within a dojo, you know. You've got guys that you know. Some guys like fighting. Some guys like kata. Some guys like you know grappling. And from a senior to a junior student, sometimes you know they're they're fighting for you know the soul of a student. You know, and and in between like and in between schools. Hey, you know, I've been doing this a while. Trust me, I can spend this. Uh, you know, it's <clears throat> so you know you've always got, you know, instructors and stuff you'll gravitate to or other students you'll gravitate to and they may cause you to stray from the path or continue on the path. You may go, you know, to the dark side of MMA, just kidding, <laughs> or you may go to the light side of uh, traditional martial arts or you may uh, end up in Tai Chi or, or you know, Krav You never know where you're going to go. So it's 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 a good allegory, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to get at as, as the battle for good and evil, even though, yes, it is a stretch. I like it. I, I wrote it completely as an as a martial arts allegory. See, there you go, there you go. And see, so when, and when you go on Good and Evil Cafe, you know, next week, then you can you can stretch it uh, uh, that way. You know, and uh, you guys have been doing uh, a lot of um, press tours. You were in Dragon Con or something, I think, last week. Yes, yeah, at the beginning of the month. Yeah, Dragon yeah. Con's always over Labor Day weekend, and so we've got a booth there. We'll be back next year too. 
Yeah. And and what kind of buzz have you gotten on the book so far? A wonderful, wonderful buzz. Uh, there are reviews up on Amazon and on Goodreads, as well as a handful of other sites. And as of right now, I'd really prefer nobody break this streak, but only four and five star ratings. Oh, so, so there you go. There's the challenge to the uh, Karate Cafe listeners. Keep up. The, the star ratings. Yeah, and, and going back, I had to kind of like, you know, reread through the book and I looked back at the website and, and read the stuff and, and for vengeance. And I didn't, there were, there were no bad reviews. There were no, you know, too many big words or, uh, <laughs> you know, there was no, there were people who were like actively had gotten it and, and reviewed it and not with just people who read. And, and so it was, I guess you could say, qualified as, you know, a quote unquote professional reviewer and, and they were all great I mean there was nothing really they, they could talk about it and you know that for me as a, as a martial artist of course I was flipping through there going like okay I want to see somebody hit somebody you know and and there was the action kept going it seemed like it never ever slowed down enough or just like you were saying Eli that about you know like okay you know I gotta keep I gotta keep reading now great you know it, it's like one o'clock I gotta keep reading now wonderful I was very excited about this book, partly because it's very realistic, and the martial arts is all the way through the book. It's constantly there, and it's just it's exciting. You never know what's going to happen next. Yeah, you got you got martial arts. You got the mob. You got uh, you know orphans. You, you got everything. You got everything you probably want in a book uh, on there. So, and now AJ, you said you've kind of taken a break in training. Is there, uh, you know, but is the goal to kind of get back, or are you kind of, you know, is it something you're kind of done with? I would love to get back. Unfortunately, I have this manager who keeps breathing down my neck about getting the fourth book written. So I have a bit of a, I think my manager might be mad if I showed up at class. She'd be like, why aren't you writing? And then you can just tell her, say, bring it, you know, I, I, I'm. <laughs> I know better than that. You can write, well, <laughs> is. is is you know is there a, a sequel or a prequel maybe in the uh, in the offing for vengeance? I mean, are you in are you in that neck of the woods? It seems to be. I was commenting to a friend the other day. It seems like nobody can write a book anymore. That's just a book. It's always you know book one of the blah. You know, it's. It, it, I mean, is there any plans for to revisit a martial art theme book in the future? There absolutely will be things with martial arts in them again. There there isn't necessarily a prequel for this, but if you go online to my blog. Uh, there is the occasional short story on the blog. So the blog is Smart Chickens, which is a weekly dose of irony and snarkiness. But there is the occasional short story, and there are a couple of short stories on there that are prequel short stories to this book. So there are stories about you know, Cynthia's childhood, you know, where she starts, you know, where she really gets her martial arts working for her and, and doing what she wants it to do for the first time. And there's a prequel story for Lee as well. Yeah, and speaking of that, I I didn't find out you had a, a podcast until today when I was going back and refreshing my research, and uh, it is truly snarky. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, the issue of the fluffy black clouds of hate. That was Excellent. that was nice. Uh, the the podcast it's a little podcast vignette. It's called Smart Chickens, and that's what you call your fan base, right? Yes, the fans okay. are definitely smart chickens. Now, now what is you got, you got to explain what that is? <sighs> you know, I. I don't even know how that came about. It it started just from looking at the audience for my books. I think when you write suspense and when you write thrillers, if you really want to do it well, you have to afford the audience a certain level of intelligence. And so there was always this idea of, you know, this is not the average bear. But that phrase was already taken. So, you know, we... And there might be some legal ramifications. Yeah, perhaps. I... I I really don't want to go up against Hanna-Barbera on that one. So, you know, smart chickens was the phrase that kept coming to mind. And then as, you know, the books themselves, it's not that they're serious, but they're not, you know, they're not an hour of irony. So yeah, I, I downloaded about three or four uh, episodes, and, and when I was driving home, I was listening to it, and and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's snarky is, is, is a very good word for it. Uh <laughs> And, and I mean, are those off the cuff? Are those, you know, do you have to actually sit down and, and write them? And, or do you, is that something you just kind of notice through your day and then have to, I got to put this down, you know? It's really more the second version. I, on the one hand, I do sit down and write them. 
you know, I edit them for spelling, but they, they really are written fairly off the cuff. There are a lot of times where I get the, oh, send me an email with this in it, and it makes no sense to me, but then a blog shows up about it. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah it's 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 a pretty good little and you know speaking as a as a I guess a brother and sister podcaster it was it's pretty good that uh, that that's another avenue for you to to get your thing out because I'm sure it's probably a little more cathartic than you know writing a book and reviewing it and researching and you know going for months and or a year or however long it takes to to to, to write any particular book and it's you know podcasting and blogging is probably a really great way for a creative person such as yourselves to, to just get it out there <laughs> and uh and get probably get some feedback and and because i know when i used to write things uh i would write stuff and i'd go back and look at it in six months and go like what was i thinking you know and, absolutely and have to I, have to review it and i didn't have anybody i didn't have the internet out there to go you know you know worst short story ever <laughs> i've been writing since i was very small and i have some clauses in my will that there are things that shall never see the light of day yeah, I did the same thing with a buddy of mine. I, I emailed him one day and said, "Like you're gonna you're gonna be the conservator of my papers." And, <laughs> Very and, smart. And he's an English major, and you know what? So I was like, "And look through them, and anything that's crap, just get rid of." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just burn it, and then wipe my hard drive. Uh, you know the uh, the martial arts in the book. I mean, got to get back to that. You know the the martial arts in the book. You know that there was they didn't really it didn't really come across as like you know. The normal ninja. I mean, I know they they call it the Grudge Ninja as because you know they got to have a, a a cool name for it. Um, but I mean, it didn't seem like there was a lot of ninja e in it. So I mean, you didn't have to like go and run around in the woods and do like survival training and all that other stuff in the book, right? No, not at all. She, you know, again, this is someone who started off as a child who was incredibly focused, and so. She, she's an interesting mix, too, because, you know, I look at Eli, and Eli trained in a series of schools. But this is a this is a young girl who had some videos and a lot of free time in the afternoon and on the weekends as a foster kid and not a lot of money or places to spend it. And so she's she's got this interesting conglomeration, her own kind of MMA, you know, what she could pick up and what she could practice. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, see again. Here I go tying it in. A lot of the uh, the old masters, there's uh, legends of more than one that you know would want to train but couldn't afford it or whatever, and would just like literally like watch through the cracks of you know windows and and fences and practice on their own. And they actually became you know fairly well known for their technique years down the line, or they finally impressed someone enough to say, okay, come on and train. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that you parallel that same thing. Uh, you know, within the you know, modern context, uh, that people can still do that. People can still find time to train. You know, elbow, elbow, AJ. You can still, <laughs> you can still find. Uh, you know, a couple of minutes to train. I tell my my students all the time. I said, you know, I don't get to train all the time because I'm teaching you guys. But you know, I tr- you know I train. You know, in the elevator, I'll you know I'll watch. You know, YouTube videos and whatnot, and kind of get myself inspired up. So. It's, that's actually also, I guess, probably a very, you know, uh, granted she turns into a, a cold-blooded killer, but <laughs> a, a positive message, if you will, <laughs> uh, uh, for people that, like, you know, you can kind of, as long as you keep your, your nose down and, and keep working at what you're working at, you can, you know, it won't be sunshine and happiness, obviously, if you're you know, in, in Sen's case, but you can, you know, get where you're going and train and, and get to a certain level of uh, of of ability, you know, and then obviously go through and wreak revenge on on everybody else. Uh, so when you um, were doing the scenes, or actually coming up with the scenes where you know you were actually, you know, going hand to hand and stuff like that, you know, how long would it take you to kind of put those scenes together? Because I know I've talked to some people, you know, and, and done like stagecraft and stuff like that, and it takes a while to kind of map it out. I mean, are you mapping it out mostly in your head and then standing up and, you know, throwing some kicks and blocks in the air and seeing how it feels? Or, you know, how's that, how's that writing process work? A lot of it was in my head. And my husband got to making fun of me during the time where I was writing the book. Because when I would get stuck on something, I would, it was, it was wintertime. And I would turn on the electric blanket and turn off the lights in the bedroom and crawl into bed, 
climb under the electric blanket and close my eyes. And he would come in and say, are you napping? And I'd say, no, I'm plotting. <laughs> and so, you know, he would wake me up in the morning sometimes and go, it's time to stop plotting. You have to get up and do something with your day. Been plotting for about eight hours. It should be well done. Exactly. There should be two stories in there and three fight scenes. But, you know, there would be cases where, you know, I'd know what was coming up and I'd know what needed to happen. And I'd be out in my backyard with a rope going, okay, can I climb over the wall? Can I throw the rope up into the tree and climb up to the roof of the house? And my husband did get, you know, very, very tired of me breaking into the house. <laughs> well, you'd say, you can, I can either break into the house or I can do the fight scenes on you. Pick one. <laughs> Pretty much. There were a couple times I was like, hey, let me, let me try this on you. And he wised up real quick and started saying no. It was a bummer. <laughs> now, now, so on the flip side, Eli, since uh, AJ has taken a break from training for right now, uh, but you still are currently training, um, and you're getting fairly high ranked, and you've been doing it for quite a while. I mean, are you teaching now, or are you still, you know, kind of working in the in the student world? Or I am very much in the student world. I taught Ishinru for many, many years, and I loved it, and. Um, at this point with MMA, um, I'm still kind of getting my feet under me a little bit. Um, I was able to move very quickly because I had so much experience, but I'm really enjoying just being part of the class again. Yeah, it's it's always good. Whenever we go to a, a seminar or whatever, you know, and I can kind of downshift, we're like, I'm not in charge of anybody. I can just, you know, we did a, a stick fighting seminar. We brought an instructor from Austin uh, down and... Uh, they just uh, simple, uh, you know, Jeet Kune Do concepts and, and uh, Kali and whatnot. And I was like, hey, great. I can actually just, like, talk to another guy and not have to teach anybody anything. And exactly. There, There's definitely perks to both sides. But I, I taught for so long that now I'm quite happy just to be part of the class again. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's 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 great. And But I don't know if, if you do the same thing I do because, I mean, we were – in the class, and of course we had people at different ranks, and we had people who were like, you know, white belts and and whatnot, and so there were concepts that I had, had encountered before, and so after a little bit, I find myself with her going like, okay, well, you know, you got to put your hand like this, or you got to do whatever, and I'm like, why am I teaching? I shouldn't be teaching. <laughs> you know? We're paying you. You teach them. I'm going to, you know, do my thing. So, yeah, it's, it is it is really refreshing, and it's, it's nice just to train with other martial artists on a level playing field. Uh, you know, I've got a, a guy who moved into my school and uh, he's he's a, just got his his black belt just got his first degree uh, about a year ago or whatever and so he's training up for a second degree but you know there's times where like you know he's teaching stuff and I'm teaching stuff and I was like hey we've got 10 minutes where we can just do our stuff and yes. it's it's not you know and it's no one's looking at us we're just we're just training to be martial artists and that's a a, a really good thing to to uh, to be able to do and then just also downshift and have someone just tell me what to do I don't know you know <laughs> Yes, I get to help out. Um, I get to assist in some of the classes, which is a lot of fun. But I'm I'm not really running the class, so it's it's still uh, fits into my uh, relaxed status. <laughs> and now you just need to uh, throw a, an arm lock or a chicken wing or something on uh, AJ and get her in, get her into class. Yes, well, I, I'm kind of torn because I really do want this fourth book to come out on time. So, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and are, are there plans to do uh, an audio movie with with God's Eye as well? It has just gone into production. Uh, Skyboat Road has started recording just this week. The main ca- the main character Catherine is recording right now. Oh, cool! Are you going to get Harlan back in there again? Or no, I don't believe we're going to have Harlan in this one, but uh, we may have some other surprises. Well. Keep keep me in the loop. I mean, if you, if we can get him there, I, I I was all but like you know threatening to like sell my firstborn if they could get Harlan on the podcast. I mean, I wouldn't even care. If we, we didn't have to talk about more. You you guys would have heard like an hour of no martial arts whatsoever. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah, it it just would have been like you know Harlan. What about that time you punched that guy out at the party? Remember? You know what about you know, you know what about the time you know and you were in the gang and you had to like knife fight you know or whatever. It, it would have been. It, and, and me drooling, which I would have had to edit out. It, it would have been awesome. Uh, <laughs> I see you guys don't understand this because you probably haven't really listened to our show, but everyone who's listening to our show is going like, okay, Paul's doing it again. <laughs> I just Harlan's is awesome. It, don't, don't even get me started. Anyway, um, so God's Eye's coming out. It'll, it's actually going to be out two days ago, 
when, when you listen to this, October 1st. Uh, is it going to be, is it purely an online or is it also going to be in, in like brick and mortar stores? You can get it at any major book retailer. Uh, it's also available on AJ's website, any major book ta- retailer website, and available for all the e-readers as well. Fantastic. And we'll have the links to all those in the show notes uh, as well. Uh, uh, AJ Scudier and Eli Jackson, I want to thank you for having on our show. Great book, Vengeance. Everybody, you can still get online and, uh, and get that anytime you want. Go out and pick a, up a copy of God's Eye and then or wait for the awesome audio movie. And uh, and find out who the, the secret guys are. We'll, actually, uh, when you guys get the audio movie out, let us know, and we'll maybe get you back on, and you guys can talk about that. And if there's any, you know, special things about that we need to know, we can talk about that. Awesome, we'll do. All right, thanks a lot, guys, for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to thank AJ and Eli for being on our show and their patience on us getting him uh, out to you. Uh, remember their new book, or AJ's new book. Technically, I guess it's both of their books. You know, it was a collaborative process. They're sisters. We'll let it go. The new book, God's Eyes, coming out on October 1st, which has actually already happened by the time you're listening to this. Do you already have your copy? Why not? Well, hey, how about going to their their website? Go to the show notes. You can go to any brick-and-mortar store, and why shouldn't you? It's the people in your community. You should be supporting them. But if not, go online. Go to go to Amazon and, and download it there. Uh, you, can, you can go to the Karate Cafe store at karatecafe.com slash Amazon, and you can buy it there. Or remember, you can go to uh, karatecafe.com slash store and get uh, get a copy of it. We'll have it there linked up for you. You can uh, by the by the audio version by the uh, the print version and maybe help the show or you can go to chronicafe.com slash Amazon and buy anything from there including the book uh, and it'll be helping them out it'll be helping us out and it's a darn good read so you know there you go I want to thank AJ Scuderi again and Eli Jackson for being on the show and uh, once again if you need to get in touch with us karatecafe at gmail.com or go ahead and jump back on the on the forums as we talked about in the beginning of the show you know what the forums been kind of quiet so go to karatecafe.com Click on the forums button and voice your opinion. We really appreciate it. On behalf of Patient Zero, Dan Williams, this is Paul Wilson saying we'll talk to you again very soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can help support this podcast by going to our sponsor, Piranha Gear. Go to piranagear.com and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. You can also support the show by donations. Go to KarateCafe.com, click on the support button, donate as much as you like, or as little as a dollar a show. That's all we ask. And as always, you can continue the conversation on the forums at KarateCafe.com. We'll talk to you again very soon.